big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben. Today I'm joined by Cameron, Luke, Ed and Kai. And Derby County have beaten Wickham Wanderers 2-1 at the death at Adams Park. Luke, what a win that is. What a way to do it. I wouldn't exactly say what a way to do it. The performance was awful, to say the least. And it's horrible being negative after a win. But the performance wasn't great. But at the end of the day, we got the three points, which all that matters right now. And to have the look on our side for a change really does mean a lot. And it, it feels different. It does feel different. Now, Cameron, one of the main sort of controversy surrounding that match was the standard of refereeing what's your take on last night's official kevin friend um when i so anybody who doesn't know is a slam referee by the way and um when i was going through my fast track i got compared to kevin friend more than any referee in football so I have a very weird affinity to Kevin Friend I actually didn't think he was as bad as everybody like when I was on our timeline it was made out that he was basically the Mike Dean of the championship well firstly he's a Premier League ref and secondly I didn't actually think he was horrific I thought the penalty was a penalty I think the 50-50 decision which could easily have been a second penalty to them wasn't I think Shinny I believe it was Shinny just got the ball before the player goes down I think the free kick on Patrick Roberts, I understand the argument. The ball might have gone, but he's absolutely been rattled into. Um, I think that's a foul. I thought that those probably were the three biggest decisions of the game, and I thought he got all three right. So I don't think it was a horrendous performance. The linesman made a very big mistake with the first potential goal for Wickham. I don't think that's necessarily on Kevin Friend. I think that was a very dubious decision, which looked like it probably was onside. Um, But we've had many decisions like that go against us this season. I think of Huddersfield at the John Smith, where Jason Knight is about three yards onside and is clean through on goal. Forest, of course. Forest, of course. And yeah, I can understand why Wickham potentially feel hard done by, because I think if they score first, it's a different outcome potentially. But the biggest decision for the referee, I thought he got right. The assistants, a couple of dubious ones. Um, but we've been on the receiving end of all of those and I'm a big believer that things come around, that go around and I think that for the first time, like Luke said, in a very long time we were a bit fortunate last night but um, we've warranted it because there's many performances where we've we played a lot better than that and lost games and the Wickham game was one of them where I thought we potentially deserved a win and were, were nabbed at the death. Coventry, I think, happened around the same time so, you know, it, it's just a reflection that um, of that coming in favour of us for a change, which was, was nice to see because that was a massive win, probably our biggest win of the season result-wise. Massive. Um, Kai, we might as well talk about the man of the moment, Andre Wisdom. What a rock at the back he is. He was exceptional last night. He had to play for two players as well, which was quite a big ask for him, especially considering... He's had his doubters all season, probably all, all his time at Derby the second time around. But yeah, I mean, what a way to cap off his performance as well. I think 
it's onwards and upwards for him if if he's having to play with Edmondson, who reminds me a lot of George Evans. Um, but Matt Clark's loss was felt quite heavily when he came off. But I think Wisdom more than made up for it. Uh, he also had to cover it right back as well because Mengi wasn't suited to that position, which I think we'll get onto at some point. But yeah, he probably had his, one of his best games in the Derby shirt. Absolutely. That, that is actually what I'm about to ask Ed about. Our fullbacks, how imperative are they to the way we play? And not just the fullbacks themselves, but the actual players, Byrne and Buchanan. I mean, first of all, I think I think it, Mengi had a bit of a tough evening, especially in that second half when he was on the pitch. But I don't blame him for a second. I think he is definitely more suited to being in a centre half, potentially in a back three, which just wasn't the formation for us to play last night. Um, I'm sure he's going to have a couple more games to come and he'll play much better. But um, when Byrne and Buchanan came on, um, you, you can see by the fact that we won the game, the difference they made. Ultimately, I know the goal came from a free kick by Waghorn that was finished by Wisdom, but it all comes from Burns creativity on the right. You know, as much as people were saying about Roberts last night and his sort of quality coming on, with with Byrne going on the outside of him, it gave Roberts that inside channel to work with. So um, they are more than imper- imperative to us at the moment. And they have been for a couple of years, to be honest. Bogle has been a massive, had been a massive creative outlet for us. And, it, and it's only continuing under Rooney. So... I think that's that's one thing that Rooney's learnt from uh, from his first couple of stints in management is that don't change both your fullbacks if you're going to do that. No disrespect to Forsyth. Ultimately, he's been a, a great servant. Nine nine years at the club now. I, I mean, he was all right, but he wasn't Buchanan, was he? So when Buchanan came on, we just looked more solid straight away. So it, I, I think Friday's going to be a bit of a wake-up call for Rooney where he's, I think he'll play Burn and Buchanan again. But they were so impressive when they came on which just shows how important they are for us going forwards absolutely we need to keep hold of them uh luke while wisdom did put in a very solid performance at the back ikpizu did cause our back line a lot of problems almost a worrying amount does that put any doubts in your mind and where we need to strengthen or is that more the fault of the chopping and changing of the personnel I wouldn't say it's Derby's defence. I would just say he is a handful. He's he's probably six foot four, six foot five, and he's one of the strongest players we've come against all season. It's just so difficult. To, well, say so difficult to get off the ball. He fell over so many times. I lost count. But he's just one of those nine, plays where nine fouls he won. Nine fouls and probably about seven were dives. Um, <laughs> he's just one of those players where this. They're a handful. They know how to use their strength. They're quick. They know how to use their strengths. And a lot of time, his strengths are defenders' weaknesses. So I wouldn't just say it's Derby's defence. I would say he's probably caused defences issues all season. But because he plays for Wickham, you won't be able to capitalise on them that much. So I wouldn't say it's a worrying sign for Derby. I'd just say it's more the quality in him than our defence. Yeah. Cameron Storer. Um, I'm going to talk to you about one man, a man that is taken after your own heart, Martin Waghorn. His set pieces were absolutely exceptional. Some of the best, one of the best set piece takers at the moment in the championship. However, his actual game performance left a lot to be desired. 
what do we do with Martin Wackhorn? Um, I think he is playing for another contract. And I think he's kind of earned it in the last couple of games. I think he had an opportunity with whatever happened to Patrick Roberts before Borough, and he took it and he did a very good... Uh, he gave, gave us a good performance against Borough. I think he's... What I'd put back to what you just said about him maybe not being the best yesterday, I don't think anybody was very good yesterday. <laughs> not one player in the team. I don't think that starts or ends with anybody. I think Kazim was probably the second best after Wisdom and then Davy Marshall's up there and the rest of the team, you can criticise any of them. I think it was a very unstable performance yesterday because of we lost Matt Clark, who's been such a mainstay for us, and we changed probably our two most important positions in, in the way we want to play our fullback. So I think it was a very... Um, uncomfortable performance for lots of players. To single out Wagon, I think, is a bit harsh because of what you said. His set plays were very good and ultimately have won the game for us. But what I would do with Wagon, I don't think if everybody's fit, he starts. I would put Lawrence in front of him. I'd put Josviak in front of him, potentially. Maybe not on current form, but of overall ability, probably. I would put, potentially, Patrick Roberts in front of him. I think Kazim and Lee Gregory in the forward position are in front of him and maybe even put Sibley in front of him. But he's a player that I would want to keep around because he's a good personality to have in the dressing room. Uh, he plays with a smile on his face, which I always like about a footballer. And he works hard. And he's working hard right now for his contracts. And I think if the takeover situation had been resolved by now, he'd probably have earned his new contract. But it's it's obviously that's still in chaos, so that can't happen yet. And I think Kazim would get a new contract as well. But I think he's earned his new contract. I think he's had an opportunity and he, he's taken it. I think he's been one of our better performers over the last couple of games. But no one was good last night. So I wouldn't really pinpoint anybody last night other than Wisdom and, and Marshall for positive reasons. Yeah. Kai, we're going into Watford on Friday. Third place in the championship. Very te- technical. Just been relegated from the premiership. What kind of style do we play? It's quite tough to say because obviously, when we were back, when we played them back in what was it September or October time? I think it was October. Um, they were a completely different outfit. We're now a completely different outfit, so you can't really use that to compare between us. Like we could the Wickham game. They're going to want to play football. They're a good football inside. They're one of the best sides in the league, which is why they're third. And we know. One player, we know what he's about. We know what Hughes can do. And he's only got better since he's left us. He's only increased his strength. He's only increased his passing ability, whatever. And so, it just makes it hurt that more, that little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Hughes is the price, what we sold him for. But I wonder, I think the issue is really, it's going to be quite a blind game for us after playing the likes of Middlesbrough and... Uh, Wickham, their stars are playing a lot different compared to what Watford's will be. But I'm quietly confident because of how we've performed and set up against these top six sides throughout the season. I'm probably more confident for Friday than I was last night. So that says a lot about Derby at the moment. It does a so bit. Even if we can just grab a point, that'll be a very positive result and take us into the next game on Tuesday night against Huddersfield, I think it is. Yeah. So yeah, and that's quite an important game because they're in and around us. So we drop points on Friday night. I don't think it's too. It's not the end of the world. The most important thing was getting points in the last two games, which we did do. 
Yeah. Um, Ed, five wins from our last six, even though after Rotherham we felt so down and so defeated, we're at the top of the form table of the last six games. I know it's it's insanely saying that, considering where we have been this season, but there, there's a Rooney revolution going on at this club. And I'm, and I'm here for it, to be honest. I think the vibe that Rooney gives me as a manager and as a man is more than Lampard gave me as a man individually. I think Lampard, when he was in charge, he brought about an energy with the rest mm. of the squad. There was a lot of camaraderie. You know, there was a positive vibe, you know, with, with Jody at the helm as well. Like, there was, there was positivity and it was quite a nice time to be a Rams fan mm. for that season. But with Rooney, there's there's something a bit a bit deeper, a bit there's a bit more passion. There's involved. less arrogance, I feel. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what Lampard brought with him. He was big Frankie Lampard, Chelsea's top goal scorer in midfield. Here I am. But Rooney, he's been there in the dumps with Derby. He was playing. Rooney's the exact him. same player. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Man United's top goal he's scorer, a bit England's top goal he's scorer. A, he, he's but a bit better. But I, I think I don't want to draw a conclusion. I don't want to draw comparisons too early with with. Rooney in his managerial career but I think having learned so much probably from Sir Alex Ferguson one thing he has learned for sure is how direct he is not only with the media but seemingly with the players as well and that's something for me at least personally as a Derby fan I'm absolutely loving mm. you know how direct he is with with calling out players in the media maybe not too brutally unless they've left the club Dwayne Holmes um, but yeah I, I'm I'm all for it. I think the, the the vibes going into every game are just increasing. You know, like you say with the Rotherham result, like that was a poor, poor fixture. But yeah, we're still here with, you know, smiles on our faces. I know we've just beaten Wickham in the final minute. But um, yeah, I, I just I just think if, if we can get into summer and be in a fairly steady position as a, as a championship club, God, let's see what happens, though. I don't want to say too much about him because knowing me will we'll jinx it, but I'm certainly here for it. That's it. That's it. That's what we've been saying all season. Let's see what happens. At some point this season, we've all been sure we're going down and suddenly we're 16th closing in on the top half of the table. What a league this is. Right. I think I might as well come for you. Come to, <laughs> come to you. <laughs> Right, I think I might as well come to you for your Watford predictions for this Friday's game. Luke, where do you see it going? I reckon one all draw. We always seem to play better against these bigger teams and the bigger, better teams, you could call them, in the top half, top six. We always seem to put a better performance against them, hold our own more. So I reckon we won't lose, but I can't see us winning. So I'll go for a nice, steady one-all draw. Can't lose, can't win. Thankfully, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scores. I'm going to go Troy Deeney for Watford, and I'm going to go for Lee Buchanan for Derby. I like that. He does deserve a goal. That chance against oh, I can't remember who was it. Who was it against? Where um, he got played through and. He missed Hit the, on the wrong foot. Yeah. Was it QPR? It was QPR. Yeah. Can um, I just say we'll score from a corner as well? Score from a corner. I mean, that's becoming the norm, isn't it? Cameron, are you hopeful? I'm actually not more so because of the form Watford are on than um, because of 
ourselves. I agree. We do normally play better against better teams. I think Matt Clark is going to be a big miss. I think it's a big ask to for either of the young lads to come in on the left side, which I think would be either of their weaker sides, and put in a shift uh, immediately against probably the most informed team in the division after ourselves in terms of their play. They absolutely smashed Bristol City 6-0. Just say that again. Just say that again so it sort of sinks in. The most informed team in the division after us. Um, I Uh. think that that they're going to win. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think the win last night was so massive. It almost, this game's a free hit. So if we lose, it doesn't really matter. If we get something from it, it's a massive plus. I'm going to say 2-0 Watford. And I think that, is it Saar? Uh, I think he will grab a goal as well as Dini off the bench. Uh, and Will Hughes will get an assist in this game. It's going to be nice to watch Will Hughes. I know he'd be against us; it might hurt, but you know I'm, I'm over it. I just want—I just enjoy watching him play. So I think they're going to play very good football, and it's going to be difficult for us. And if we get anything from this game, it just speaks volumes to uh, how far we've come because I think they are probably the best team in the division after Brentford and around there with Norwich. And I think that this will be an incredibly tough fixture on a short week. I think this is where we lose, but again, I'd much rather win the Huddersfield game on next Tuesday. Absolutely. Uh, Kai, how are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit of um, in between of what Luke and Cam were saying. I think if, if we go my head, I'll probably say a one nil to Watford, go my heart. I want a one, one, um, it's all about getting the first goal for us again. I think if we do get the first goal, we can pick up a point. But I, I just think they're a bit too good for us. And sometimes you just have to admit that they've got better players. They play probably better football. So, yeah, uh, 1-0 Watford. And I think Saar will score for him. Hughes will get the assist, like Cam said. So, yeah, I just think they're probably one of the best pro- like championship sides that's come down from the Premier League for a few years based on their players alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I expect them to beat us and they'll probably be champions or just miss out, only just, I think. That's it. I mean, they came down just through managerial incompetence, really. Nigel Pearson was in and out in less than six months or so. Yeah, Ed, give us your prediction. I, I want to say a draw, but Derby, last time Derby Drew was against Stoke on the 12th of December. So it kind of doesn't feel like a like a like an option for us at the moment. We either win or we lose. Um, but yeah, I think a one-all would be the most desirable outcome, other than a win, of course. But I think the most realistic outcome would be a one-all. Um, if we could nick a win against Watford, then we really are rubbing our hands together a bit, you know, with, with the kind of fixtures we've got coming up. Um, one-all. I'm, I'm going to stick with the same as Luke. I'm going to say one-all with. A Lee Gregory goal, so I think he, he deserves another because he had a good, he had a fairly slow performance last night. But I think the link up with him and Collins starting to come through after two games, so we'll see where that goes. And I'll say it, I think Will Hughes might score a banger because why not? It's a Derby podcast. Yeah, love that. Um, looks like I'm the only one predicting a win then. Uh, two one to Derby. And for the first time this season, we're going to win from a losing position. Uh, it's going to be a Jason Knight own goal uh, in like the 10th minute. And then uh, let's say Josviak knocks in a little outside the outside the box shot. And then Kazem Richards heads a corner home. This is weird being 
confident. I shouldn't be. I'm the only one being confident. This is such a change. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast. I've been Ben, been joined by Cam, Luke, Ed, and Kai. And we'll see you next time. Up the Will Hughes. <laughs>